Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Well, well, we got another kooky list for you this week, peeps. And, uh, well, this one's just a little bit different than the rest. This is more like permanent kook. <laughs> We're calling it automatic kook. I don't know why. That's just how it got written down in the notes and it never got changed. But this is, this is kind of like the list that makes you a permanent kook until you at least change that behavior. Uh, it's not kooking it. It's not you made a little mistake. It's you're kooking it and you better change. <laughs> This is the automatic fail automatic. type of situation. <laughs> All right, ready? Here we go. Yeah. First up, fin setup. I guess this means what? The wrong fins like in position. We've seen the, the trailers up front. We've seen them facing the wrong direction on opposite ends. So the, the cant and the angles are all off. I, I, I felt like they don't even fit in the boxes properly if they, you don't get it right. How right, did get well, that wrong? Yeah, I mean, we were just, that just happened to us last summer. There was that, that, was that kid, he's like, oh, check out my new soft top or something. And it was a quad setup. And he had the small fins in the front, the small fins in the front and the big fins in the back. And I was like, hey, man, like, if, if you want that thing to ride a little better, maybe you try switching out the fins. He's like, no, I don't. And, or his friend's like, oh, dude, it doesn't even matter. And it doesn't. It doesn't for him and them. But it's just like you're just screaming, kook, when, when you walk in the parking lot, down the parking lot, and your fins are either in the wrong configuration or the wrong fins for the board or, you know, just there's just so many ways. Like if, if you don't know what fins are supposed to look like in a board and you just run whatever you got, then chances are you're on the list. Oh, this next one is all you, Coach. Wax jobs. Oh, man. I mean, for, from, you know, a lot of the times it's just like a hand-me-down board, right? Or something like that. The thing hasn't been touched in years. It's got, like, so much. It's been, you know, the, the classic one is it's, like, fully melted off, like, more than one time. You know, it's all, like, got this big old globber all the way around the the per perimeter of the board and half the time i mean they're not even putting any more wax on it so it's just like you look at the thing it's so ugly and it's it's clear that there hasn't been wax on this fresh wax on this board for years and they're just you know on their way out not a care in the world you know imagine trying to stand up on a board like that you know it's just gonna go terribly wrong right off the bat <laughs> yeah, this summer I had a good one. I had a, I had a good giggle to myself when um, 
So a, a student of ours is like, oh, I want to try this new board out. And he's, he's, he's like, I feel pretty confident about, you know, I'm feeling pretty good on my 9.0. I want to try this 8.6. So I come down to the beach, meet up with him, and he pulls it out. And it's literally got five swipes of wax on it. It's a brand new board with like one, two, three, four, five, ready to go. So I'm like, oh man, dude, we can't use this board. It's got no wax. It's an 8.6. It's going to take you a half hour to wax this thing up. I'm right. like, get your old board. You'll wax that thing up tonight. We'll try tomorrow. So his buddy who has the, you know, who has the, who owns the board is like, no, it's fine. I was using it yesterday. It's <laughs> just like, all right, I'm not going to fight this. <laughs> okay. So that, that reminds me of actually like where you wax the board. So this, this came up a couple of times this summer too. It's like, you know, these people, these people are like, man, I'm really trying to work on my cutback. I'm really st trying to like start turning my board, but I'm having the hardest time with it. And then we look at the board and there's like the whole back third of the board. There's not a, there's zero wax on it. You know, it's just like, it's like a keep off type of zone right there. Do not put your foot back there. Um, and we're just like, yeah, you got to wax the back part of your board if, if you're ever going to get your foot back over the fin and actually, you know, have, a, there. have the possibility <laughs> to do it, you know, to redirect your board. And same thing, like, I don't know who it was. It was it was an older friend of mine up in Santa Cruz. I brought one of my boards over to him. It was a short board. And, like, I stopped waxing from my front foot up. Like, the whole nose didn't have any wax on it. And he just looked at me. He's like, never bring a board over to me with a, with a wax job like that. That's like the kookiest thing you could ever do. They say it all over the place. Nose to tail, rail to rail. Wax the thing up. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's more for like for beginners. You're not going to be posted up and perching up on the tip of your nose and doing, you know, hang tens. But when you do need to grab your board, you know, after you get rocked off of it, and you go to grab it and try to hold on to it so it doesn't go flying into your buddy coming down the line, then you're gonna want wax on, you know, the nose of your board all the way out to the perimeter. You know, maybe there's a one inch perimeter of no wax to stay, stay off the rails, but for the most part, you're gonna need it, folks. You're gonna need good traction on that board nose to tail. And you know, it's another funny thing about what you were saying about, okay, so maybe beginners aren't gonna be perched up on the nose, so you don't need wax for that reason, but but don't say so with the, the waxing of your board as you walk through the lot. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, no folks, I am going nowhere near the nose of this surfboard. <laughs> Not even gonna try. <laughs> don't even waste my wax on that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just that and just terrible, ugly wax jobs, you know, take the time, have some, have some decency, have some pride in your board, and uh, you know, have a decent wax job on the thing. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be a great board either, you know. But it just, it makes the board feel better when when it's cleaned up and it's got good wax on it. Totally. Easy. Remember, remember, old Skipper Skip Fry said that keep it clean, and he was speaking about a number of things. One of them was your board and its wax job. Um, all right, this next one is uh, wetsuit failures. And this is just, you know, not necessarily putting it on backwards and being like, oh, I cooked it, but putting it on backwards and leaving it on backwards and surfing with it on backwards or inside out. Now, now that's, that's kookery. <laughs> yeah, you, you got there. You, you earned your, your first prize in kook, 
kook of the day. Um, but I remember doing that like right in front of one of our clients. Um, it was like our first session together. And uh, we were suiting up on the beach and like it was a new wetsuit. It was like a, it, you know, I'm not even ever used to wearing anything less than a full suit. So it had like some weird little entry into the suit. And like I pulled it up and it was like, it was like it wasn't going to come up anymore. And then I look over and Scott's looking at me. I was just like, yes, I'm so glad he got that, you know, that, that one on me. Um, and I was just like, I had to take the suit all the way off and then reconfigure it and get it back on. And he didn't, he couldn't say anything right then and there, but he definitely, it, I remember it coming out later and I was like, yeah, good eye, Scott. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun when you catch that because it's, it can, it, like we said, it can be quick and, and you just kook it. You're not automatic kook in that case, but you just kooked it for a moment and that's a fun one to catch. But uh, anybody out there surfing with an inside out or backwards or both wetsuit, kook. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one to check, you know, as, as you're getting into this game. Like, don't go walking out there with anything screaming, I'm a kook, you know, because chances are you're already going to get there. You don't need to get there any quicker. <laughs> you can avoid it with these ones. Um, all right, the car racking one. Does that, does that, yeah, it kind of does, right? Like, fit, I mean, that's, yeah, you know why? Because once you learn that one, you never do it again. So if you're doing it, you're, you're blowing it, you're kooking it. And that's, yeah. like, you know, mostly wax up. That's ridiculous. And uh, the fin forward or backwards, that's debatable. So we won't touch that. But the automatic kook one is, is wax up. You never whack, lay your board on its rack, on the racks, wax up. Right. It's just going to melt right off, melt all over your car, um, you know, just like, not having a rack system and still insisting on going surfing without all that and the board <laughs> sticking out of the side. We've all seen that one sticking out of the side. Every um, which way. It... You know, slamming it into the car so that it's like impeding the way that you are able to drive. You know, that's, that's always a, a good one. Oh my um, goodness. I just remembered a great one. So <laughs> one of our clients years ago, She'll get a good laugh at this, but she put her board in the car and then closed the trunk, the gate, and of course the board wasn't all the way in the car, so she tapped the tail and beeped it right into the windshield and spider cracked the whole windshield. So she fully admits it and tells me, and I'm like, oh my goodness, oh that sucks, terrible, yeah, you know, she's laughing about it. But later in the day I see on Instagram <laughs> a photo on someone's story tagging kook of the day and because they knew exactly what happened there's a longboard right behind a giant spider crack in the you know with the epicenter of the crack and the nose of the board lined up perfectly <laughs> and i was like oh i know who that is <laughs> yeah i mean and that's that's one in itself like like you're parked right next to somebody and you don't really know the importance of making sure the tail of your board is completely clear clear from the tailgate and you just see people, you know, just like not even think about it, slam it like they would normally and you hear it, oh, you know, you hear cringe. that terrible sound of cracking fiberglass and then they're like, da -da 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 -da, like <laughs> trying to play like it's all good and you know, they got a fresh ding and then, you know, that other thing that can happen if it's so tight, you blow up the, the windshield of your car, but yeah, just little things, peeps, just take your time, you know, you, 
You don't need to be too cool to bust a move out of there. Just, just make sure you're not beating the hell out of your board, just putting it in and out of the car and racking it. <laughs> yeah, lower that gate down slow. All right, how about failure to launch, dry docking yeah. it? It's terrible. That's another one of those things like you, you can hear it from a mile away when somebody just like jumps, puts all their pressure on the board. They're jumping forward and trying to get over a wave and like they're just in like knee deep or ankle deep water. They're not nearly deep enough. You know, they usually have like a big long nine inch single fin hanging down there. And oh, they yeah. just launch into it and and blast their fins. And a lot of times they like they get hung up to the point where like they can't go anymore, you know? So they kinda have to kinda have to redo the whole damn thing. That's why we're calling <laughs> failure to launch, you know? It's yeah, terrible. Yeah. We've seen it multiple ways. One way I did it was in uh, at the the in northern Baja at one of those point breaks that are super bouldery, you know, not rocky, bouldery. Yeah. And it's like tedious stepping, and as you get closer to the water, there's all kinds of growth on the rocks, and uh, it can be, it could, you know, and then of course the surf is surging up against the rock, so it's a timing thing, it's a sure-footed thing, it's a bunch of little things going on. So I have, I'm, I'm riding that single fin that you have down there, that purple one, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna jump off the rock, the lowest one I can get to, with the fin up behind me, and I'll just stay off to the side so I don't hit the fin, you know. Sure enough, though, somehow, like just the way the board moves under me, I jump and just nearly, oh, too close for comfort. Right in the crotch, the single gets no. me, opens no. up the wetsuit. I got a two-inch tear, <laughs> and, um, and, and now I just launched myself out into the surf with on an upside-down surfboard. I got to move, you know, like between right. the rocks and the surf, so I, I don't have time to check this out, you know? So I'm like panicking. I know I just got cut like really close to sensitive area and just get outside and and thank god by the skin of my teeth i got away but it was for sure a failure to launch situation yeah that's a tricky one when when you're doing that trick of keeping the fin up and and then you hop out on your board and you're like whoa this is you know the the rocker's facing the wrong way right for one so it's like trying to dig um i usually spin the fin around in front of me if i can just so I don't have to worry about my fins behind me, I kind of can keep, can keep them in front of me. Yeah, um, I like the fin down now though, fins in front and down, because when you have your weight on that, the nose, the fins up out of the water anyway. You know, it doesn't right, need right. to be flipped up. But that the single is what especially got me, because I've done that before, of course, on my other boards with smaller molt cluster fins. You know, right? But the, the big old single fin, I just didn't calculate the height. You know, quite right. right. Um, But yeah, I think the best way for that is like fin out in front, but like plan to land your weight like closer to the nose so that it really elevates the tail of the board out of the water and the fins, even though they're down, they're not even like underwater. Right. At all. I think the the reason why I do it deck down is just like, because usually it's you, you kind of know, like you're just playing with that, that borderline you know there's right. not that much water over the rock so if i am gonna get a scratch or a ding i'd rather have it on the deck of my board with more glass and wax and like you know like you'll just never kind of even if you did ding the board it'd be you could do like a shitty ding repair and you'd never see it. you just wax over it <laughs> uh, just keeping the bottom of the board pristine as long as you can but 
No, these these are definitely good ones and and good timing to get this one out to the peeps. So, just a little less kookery out there goes a long way, folks. That's right. And uh, we got one more to leave you with, and that's uh, basically blaming it on the board when you're the reason it's not going well. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, don't even start out going, you know, barking up that tree. You know, like again, that's the same thing. Like, if you're in the lot. And you're talking about, oh, I'm not going to paddle out because I don't have the right board. And it's like, it's really not the board, you know. Any, a, a real surfer can grab a, whatever board they got and go out there and have fun and do something with it. Maybe you don't get the, you know, get the tube that you're looking for or, or do a great, great turn or something. But it's just not the board. You guys got to stop blaming the board. And this is coming from a board builder, you know, and, and we've just surfed everything. You know, we've surfed shitty soft tops and good waves and been a little bit bummed on it, but still had fun. I, I yeah. actually, I give so much credit. I was just thinking about this. There was two years straight where I didn't have any board. I was like 17 years old. I had zero money and yeah. like a car so I could just get myself to the beach with whatever I had, you know, like yeah. three years ago's wetsuit and, and this single fin that my friend was given, you know, and he didn't want to ride it. The, he was given like half shaped or it was fully shaped and he had it glass or it was even glass and he just had to sand it. It was like right. mostly done and he was all proud like he made this board. Of course, it was 90% done when he got it. Right. And then he gave it to me. He was like, here you go, dude. Like, yeah, I know you don't have a board. Gave that to me and I wrote it for two years and I swear like it, it made it, it proved to me it didn't matter. You could ride it. And I remember really good days and, and getting to a point where I didn't even think about, oh, I got this weird, fat, old 70s retro single fin. What the fuck am I going to do? Like, it was like, no, that, that's my board, you know? Right. And I, I remember one day being like, I love this board. I actually yeah. love it, you know? I got so tuned into it, got so, like, I loved that board. And it really was hard to learn at first, and it could have been an opportunity to be like, oh, it's the board, blah, blah, blah. You know, but it was just a learning experience to prove that it's not the board. Right, and, and that's shaping our first boards all by hand and building them in the backyard really taught us that too. Like, you know, we, we were decent at surfing and then we started building these boards and they were shit boards, but it was more about how fun it was, you know, like how fun the whole process was. It was making us better surfers in some way and might, maybe it wasn't showing itself on the ways, but it was just, you know, tapping into the, to your tool and the, and the, equipment side of things that you know it is and it isn't very important all in the same you know? right like, right, you can, right you can we've all had that magic board with that all of a sudden it was just like wow i'm just surfing much better and i just feel way more confident um but that's that's fleeting in itself you know like you just you know it eventually leaves you and then you gotta go back on the search you know <laughs> oh that was a great great coverage coach i love that one Always good rapping, Coach. I hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, I'll check you next week. Woo! Yeet! <laughs>